The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into PNC Studios here at Hallisaw as we welcome you to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak with you here until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up later in the program, defensive coordinator Chuck Pagato. Good evening. Tough loss, obviously, uh, to the Packers. Um, there's so much emotion that goes into that game from all around you and within the building. It's, it's just... Uh, one of those aggravating moments, no question. Fair yeah, point. yeah. You don't. You, you always. Uh, you know, every game, and then you have a game like that, and it's just. Uh, you know, it's tough, but our. Uh, you know, it's where we're at, and we want to. You know, we need to learn from this, and and we all need to get better. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, everybody assumes because you go and win twelve and go to the playoffs last year that the learning stops. Like, oh, this is this is just a, a headstrong push to the future, and you're going to win everything, uh, but. Every season's unique. We're seeing it, and every week is unique. Yeah, without a doubt, and 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 so that's what our that's what everybody needs to to learn and and make sure that that we use this and understand um, zero complacency. And so uh, you have to have the uh, the champion mindset of of understanding uh, that every year is different. Every every week is different. Uh, it's just uh, there's so much parity in this league and the mentality being mentally strong. And so. After we look back here at the end of this year and reflect uh, and, and do everything that we can to, to become a lot better, which is the goal, um, uh, we'll do that. But uh, until then, we know that we want to uh, do everything we can in the next couple of weeks to, to get two wins. You know, you've been around a long time, so you've seen a lot of the good and, and the, the, the two steps back sometimes, uh, despite talent or despite projections, internal or external. How do you frame it then for your guys because some of those guys and we've touched on this before some of these guys have never experienced losing they they, they were great in college on good teams and if they came to the bears in 2018 it was a lot of fun yeah and you know what also too jeff i think that you, you say a lot of guys um have never experienced losing there's a lot of guys too that have never experienced winning and when you win um as a lot of people say it's a lot it's a lot tougher to maintain that that winning uh, yeah. level of play than it is sometimes when you're losing, and so for for our guys to to understand from last year to do what we did in that first year, um, you see it is hard, and and uh, there, there's a lot of reasons for that. So that's where the learning comes in. And then if you're a really good team, if you're a good coach, if you're good players, you learn from these experiences and you use it to build you for the future, and you use it to get better. And, uh, and you get stronger with that. And so that's going to be the, the biggest challenge. You bring up a great point that I really didn't dwell on because I did a year ago that you're right. This team learned how to win last season. A lot of guys, the combined record of guys on the roster was very poor in their careers. And to sustain winning is your key here. That's, that's the, the word sustain. That, yeah. That's the deal. And, you know, that's where you look at and you can have so much respect for the, the, the organizations and the teams that do sustain it. And you go back and you look. I guarantee you, you go back and look at seeing some of those teams, and you're going to see there it wasn't always roses. And and you learn through that. And there's several teams that have been through um, the ebb and flows of, of of seasons, and they've used that to motivate them for the following year. Um, and and that's that's what we need to do. All right, let's look back at the tape a little bit. What did you see? Well, again, and I mentioned it this morning is really just the the three phases 
trying to be become in sync for the four quarters. Uh, defense, I thought, played really well in the first half, uh, and offensively, just couldn't get any points on the board, and and just uh, came out and uh, you know after the first drive, then we had a few three and outs and some penalties and and that sort of thing, and and but it was seven three, you know, and and regardless of the score, you're still there. Uh, come back out into the the third quarter and. Um, they go down and, and get a touchdown, and and then um, you know they end up getting another. Before you know it, it's twenty-one to three with three thirty-three to go in the third quarter. So um, our guys fought back, uh, and we did have a chance there at the end, but that's no consolation. Yeah, you got to give credit to the defense. At the same time, granted, they didn't come out on fire in that third quarter on those two possessions, but they gave you three possessions in the final seven minutes. Yeah, they sure did. I mean, my goodness. And again, was... see, that's where I think that for the, for the offense. <clears throat> To be able to get the ball back at the start at the end of the third quarter, and go down and and you needed three scores really. You, you down eighteen, you need three. So we got close and we contemplated going for it on on fourth down for a touchdown because you're so close. But we took the three. Um, then the defense goes out and that's what you're saying. They go out and they get these stops back to back to back and gave the offense the ball back to be able to go down and get touchdowns and so or at least a touchdown and an opportunity for another. Uh, and and then again. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate that that interception that occurred. Uh, Ninety four made a made a good play. He he dropped. He ended up dropping and just jumped in the air, tipped the ball up to himself. Made it, you know, it's just one of those one of those days where it was unfortunate because we felt like we were really going to start moving the ball there, go down and get that two point conversion. Yeah, Mitch had a huge passing fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think one hundred fifty seven yards. And uh, again, as has been the case, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just the ability to to fire those middle routes, uh, mm-hmm. the middle of the field, he really does thrive on that, doesn't he? Yeah, and you need to take advantage of that, especially, um, you know, when these when these teams get a lead, they, they get into that cover two deal where they're mm-hmm. going to start playing two safeties high. And so the middle of the field can be open, and, and that's what I thought you saw. Mitch did a really good job of taking advantage of those throws. The wide receivers make some tough catches, and, and the line protected. That, and, and that's hard for the offensive line, too, when you're down and they know you're in a passing mode to be able to protect against a formidable front like that all the time. And um, they did that, but uh, just came up short. What, in your opinion, didn't the offense take advantage of that they threw at you defensively? Well, I, I would just say in general, I think, uh, and this is every single game that you go into, it, it would have been it would have been good to, I think, early on, get that run game going a little bit better. Um, it just there there wasn't a, there, you know, and and there's different reasons for that. That's not putting blame on anybody. It's just it's just a simple fact that, um, you know, we we just didn't get that going like we have in the last four to five weeks. So. Um, you know, and then it just it it's uh, towards we we did stay consistent with it. We still were running in the third and sometimes in the fourth, being down, and that's a credit to the O linemen and the running backs. But I think early on, just some of those, just you know, if I had to look back at one thing, is the new wrinkle these dime defenses at more snaps in a game. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that teams are doing if they have the personnel yeah. to do it. Now, coach Coach Patton has. He's been doing that for 10, 15 years now uh, where he's taking the, the personnels and doing a lot of different personnels, a lot of different fronts, uh, you know, showing different things. And, and so, um, you know, we knew that going into it, but they got the guys to do it.
officiating situation, and every team in the league's gone through it. Something has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Would you at least agree that consistency? I think consistency is is big, and 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 I do have faith that in the end, at the end of this year, we'll all get together and hopefully be be able to come up with a solution. We were on the unfortunate side yeah. yesterday, yeah. you know, and it just felt like there was a couple of them, and it's not an easy game to to nope. officiate at all. In the end, everybody just wants to get it right. That's Matt Nagy. This is the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Got Patterson, Robinson, Horstead to the right, Miller in the left slot with Ridley. Press across the board. Trubisky, five on the play clock, takes the snap, looks left, throws over the middle, it's caught. Miller, touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears here with Matt Nagy. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Chuck Pagano joins the program. You heard the touchdown throw to Anthony Miller. And, you know, I just took the time last night on the plane ride home. You take his five games, Anthony's production, if you extrapolated that average, just the average, which you're not going to get 100 yards every game, but he'd have some Pro Bowl numbers. Yeah, no, and it's like really that. neat to see. I mean, he he's really growing right in front of us. I mentioned this to him the other day. Um, he is super, super fortunate to have Allen Robinson in, in that same room as his and to be practicing out there every day and watching how a true professional goes about his business. Um, I told I told uh, Anthony Miller uh, a few days ago, I said, just make sure you take full advantage of what you have sitting in front of you right now because it's rare. And uh, and so he, he, uh, he acknowledged it, and I think you're seeing – that he's reaping the benefits from learning from one of the best in the league. Some guys don't care. Some guys don't. Okay, I got a veteran. You know, especially at wide receiver and corner, it's the attitude which you want. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those guys just shut shut their ears. They don't. They don't. They think they already got to figure it out. So uh, it, it is a, a a fortunate situation to have somebody like Allen, who's everybody's got total respect for that professionalism, and you just hope it continues, right? Yeah, you do, and 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 you believe that it will. When you know that they have the relationship they have, uh, believe it or not, even you know college quote unquote age seems different with them with experience of playing in the NFL between the two. But age wise, they're not very far off, right? Anthony and 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 uh, and A Rob. So, but it's a it's a good. Uh, they're, they're he's really learning a lot from them. That's a credit to to uh, A Rob. Well, we did a feature on him this past week for the Bears uh, Game Day Live Show, and uh, my last question to him: What do you want? What does Anthony Miller want? And he gave a great answer about what he wants, and he wants a championship. He wants so the the mindset is. I think he is a guy that does genuinely care about the game, care about being great. Oh no, he cares a lot about it. And yesterday, you know, you saw there, you got a little a little, uh, uh, you know, on the sideline after they hit, took a hit on the shoulder, and I mean, he he uh, landed on the shoulder and. He just went right back, you know, gets right back in there. He's fiery. He's competitive. And in, the, in that type of game, look, somebody's looking for a spark. He, he provided it yesterday. Struggles in the red zone. Uh, is that uh, still a process that will take time over time? Or is that just better execution? Yeah, it's just it's a it's it's a little bit of everything. I mean, every every game is a little bit different how how that goes on. I mean, um, really, in the first game against them, there weren't many opportunities. Uh, so, so in this game here, you you want to be able to be better. We we again, um, we, we had the little scramble there at the end of the when we kicked the, the three points to make it twenty-one to six, and they called um, Cordero out of bounds by an inch. Again, that's just you know we. Right, you have a first. You you feel like you have a first down there, and now all of a sudden you're inside the five, and you feel good. So, um, 
just one of those games, and we know when you got to get better. Yeah, we we put together a whole tape of the near misses or the things that went against you or the missed tackle. I mean, these you can you like you talk about callousing. All these are just coaching tapes for the future, and when it's all accumulated after the end of the year, you'll see that a play or two mm-hmm. cost you a playoff trip. Yeah, and and that's where we want to make sure that. You know, it starts with us as coaches making sure that everybody is is prepared, and you got to and and that's so we need to be prepared. We need to make sure that the accountability is there for for us as leaders. And see, I I don't mean to interrupt, but I think that has been extreme. We've we've mm-hmm. applauded it all, all the season. You you know, guys are ready because of who's had to fill in and so forth. So yeah, no, don't no, you think no, that's no doubt. Been good? And I'm and I'm saying I think big picture. You know, there's some things that without getting into major details here that that I've reflected on this year myself moving forward on on things that that I think I can do differently to help out on my end and I think that's important you have to start with yourself and how how what where can you well you only you only get that chance with with experience and so the more experiences that you go through you learn and uh you know Matt LaFleur and I were talking about it yesterday pregame just uh you know the he knows how well the season's going right now and and he he understands that and he also knows that every year is a little bit different and so Building trust and building the relationships with your players is paramount. You have to build that trust and, and have with each other. They got to trust you, and you got to trust them. And when that happens, um, now you got to put it together. Well, we've gone through some adversity this year. Uh, how have we responded? I like how we responded, but we haven't done enough of, of a good job, everybody included, to make it to the playoffs, which gives you an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. And so um, that's where we got to get better, and that's my job to make sure that we do that. You do connect in a unique way with your team but do you can you also not take like players could possibly take winning for granted can you also not take trust for granted yeah you you can't trust is is you have to have trust uh every day you're 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 dealing with these players you're having conversations and if you don't have trust you have no shot both sides you have to have trust and so now as we go through this we all learn through these experiences that uh it's hard to sustain but you can do it. It just takes hard work. It takes commitment. It takes uh, being obsessed, like we've talked about before. So um, you know we're gonna we have these next two games that we're going in to, to do everything we can to win, and then we're gonna regroup and we're gonna reset and we're gonna get this thing right. Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. Now more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM. Pair of receivers stacked to the left. One safety deep. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Pressured by Kwiatkowski. And he gets there and puts Rodgers down. He just rolled over Aaron Jones. Pure, sheer Pittsburgh power up the middle for the sack of Aaron Rodgers. Sunday night's game against Kansas City brought to you by Verizon, the official wireless provider of the Chicago Bears. Jeff Joniak, Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. Uh, we just uh, heard Nick Kwiatkowski's uh, performance on that highlight of sacking Aaron Rodgers. Wow, this guy plays with his Pittsburgh background. I mean, just tough. Yeah, tough. Yeah, he he was flying around. That that was a big play there too. You know, Huge. getting him out of field goal range and um, was was very very important. So again, just a credit to those guys to uh, to flying around, making plays, and and uh, uh, we needed that. You know, Tom Thayer brought it up throughout the course of the game. I didn't hear it last week. He did. Aaron Rodgers singled out Nick Kwiatkowski. Couldn't pronounce his name. <laughs> just called him forty four. But great respect from a great player that he sees on tape. Yeah, you know, it's it's evident. I mean, he's 
he's really come into this year really focused, even mentally, having the mindset of knowing, okay, if my shot is, if my time is called, I gotta, you know, I gotta give it my best shot, and and he's done that all year long. Let's talk to Keem Hicks. Um, it, it was a pleasure to watch on tape, uh, as opposed to you know the, the live part of it, just to see what he was uh, working in the trenches, how he was uh, stuffing it and collapsing the pocket. And you, you, there's few players like that in the league. Yeah, there, there's not many like him, and and um, you know. It, during the game, for me, I'm I'm going back and forth yeah. looking at different things offensively, and so you feel it and you can see flashes of it. But until you actually turn on the tape and you watch play by play, how hard he was playing, how how disruptive he was, um, that and then just even even plays where he was getting double teamed, breaking through the double teams and making one arm tackles. Um, so that 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 was uh, really neat to see. Uh, let's talk Mitch real quick. The one throw that he made to Anthony Miller across his body from right to left. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, that there's, there's not a lot of those throws that happen in a, in a weekend, uh, NFL weekend. So that was great to see, um, keep him moving and doing different things. And, and then even the stuff with, within the pocket game plan wise, run, you know, RPO wise, et cetera. Um, but we just want to, I know, I know he's, you know, we're all in this thing. We're all frustrated. We all want to be better. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now. We know that, and we're going to just keep fighting. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers yesterday and great. He's, he's the greatest. He's one of the greatest, um, didn't have a great stat line, so you throw numbers out the window, but at certain moments, and that was enough to win for him. Yeah, there there was, and I think that's what, as a quarterback, you build your resume with those type of wins, right, and those type of throws at times, and, and even some throws that you don't make. Um, you know, there was a there was a third and four throw yesterday that we had to Allen Robinson that, that Mitch that threw a little bit behind him uh, down into the ground, and so you look at that and you say, okay, well, you didn't make that throw. But then you go back and you watch the tape of Aaron Rodgers, who has almost the exact same thing happen, a little bit third and a little bit longer, has a guy coming across the middle open, and he dirted it. You're talking about Hall of Fame yep. quarterback here. Yep. So there's you have to be able to keep all this stuff in balance, and and I think um, you know that's we're in the process of doing that right now. You're going now into a game with an emotional attachment to your mentor, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, as we look ahead now to Kansas City. We have different emotions this week. You know, well, it's natural. Yeah, it's natural to, you know, this is Coach Reed uh, and Brett Veach are the reason why I'm in the NFL right now. And so Brett Veach, the general manager for the Chiefs, was my wide receiver in college. So we we spent five years together at University of Delaware. He gave me my opportunity, threw my name out to to Coach Reed way back when in regards to having a chance on this, this kid to come in and help out. And Coach Reed accepted it and welcomed me with open arms. And, and you talk about the T word trust, that's something that I'll never take for granted that coach and I built with each other over all the years together. And so he taught me everything I know in regards to being a coach. And um, I just can't tell you how many great stories we have together, how many times we've sat in his office drawing up plays and, and, um, and then seeing it come to fruition on the field. And so uh, he's just given me so much valuable advice on and off the field. And so it's, there's always an emotional attachment to that part. Uh, but as I know, as competitive as he is and as competitive as I am, when we step out there, the emotions go aside and we're going out there to win the game. How, how have they helped you where you're at right now in this particular scenario, this season? This yeah. now season that's not going to end the way you wanted it. Yeah, well, you know, we, there there weren't a lot of times, um, to be honest with you, I don't remember many <laughs> in, in, in Kansas City uh, where, where that was the case. Yeah. Um, but there, there was there towards the end of Philadelphia. We did have the the one year I think in 2012, 
And and I think the biggest thing that I took away from coach was that it's the same mentality. You know, every you're, you're going there to to he always, he always talks about ripping somebody's heart out heart out. But I mean, you're going there to 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 dominate, and 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 that's that's the mindset that we want to have. Uh, lastly, because it's national TV, it's to me it's almost a bonus for you because the team has played hard and it played together all season, but there is a natural it's natural to think okay well we're not going to the playoffs but now you're on prime time mm-hmm. so there's not going to be guys it's going to be a full full go emotional game. yeah our guys will be ready and they'll be you know this is this is uh everybody understands you know we I think that's the that's the thing that we need to take away from this is that you know our message to to our players our message to the coaches we're we're trying to create this culture that winning is very important and doing it the right way and and so here we are in this scenario there's no we can't play more than two games that's the simple facts but we can go out and win two games. So why not go out there, have fun, cut it all loose, just like we would if we were still could go to playoffs, and see what happens. All right, good luck this week. Thanks, Jeff. That's Matt Nagy coming up next, Chuck Pagano. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. This segment of the Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Old Spice. Never let a friend lose his swagger. Jeff Joniak along with defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. Welcome back to the program, Chuck. How you doing? Doing great. Eddie Jackson, uh, you had him lined up at line of scrimmage, which you've been doing with the safeties here, and Eddie uh, in particular a lot this season. And, boy, that was just a, a sheer power move by a, a safety. I, I loved it. Yeah, he made a made a heck of a play. We were going to try to, you know, first and second down, you know, with all the play action pass, try to throw some bodies at Aaron Rodgers, try to get the ball out and, and uh, brought Eddie off the open side. And he did a great job. And back came over and tried to pick him up, but he picked up the back and, and dropped him basically in the lap of Aaron Rodgers and, and uh, forced the ball out. So it was a great play by Eddie. We broke down the play with Matt earlier on Nick Wachowski's blitz and, and the, the sheer power and uh, I guess the, the relentlessness and the desire all, all wrapped in one. I mean, if you want to put together a coaching tape, that play right there is something else. Yeah, no doubt about it. He basically, you know, did the same thing. It was the exact same matchup. You know, it was him on Jones, and uh, uh, like you said, he was he was determined. He was not going to be stopped, and he picked the kid up and basically dropped him on his lap and then, you know, one hand sacked the quarterback, got him on the ground, and uh, Eddie did a great job. You don't see that part of it. You know, you see the sack, but Eddie did a great job. Everybody was covered. He wanted, you know, Adams in the slot, and Eddie was on him. And Eddie uh, quick jammed him, jumped him right at the snap and startled him and, and knocked off the timing of the whole thing. And that's where Aaron wanted to go, and it, it forced him to hold the ball just a, a split second and, and uh, quit, you know, finish the thing off with the sack. What, what did you learn about quit this year that maybe you didn't really know? He's a football player. You know, he's tough and he's smart. Uh, like you said, he's he's relentless. He made some huge plays in that game. He's made huge plays all year, and he's uh, he's done a phenomenal job of filling in, you know, for Danny. And uh, it's just week after week, you know, he's steady Eddie, and he does his job, and he does it really well. And the the hit he had on uh, on our sideline on on Jones on one of the running plays. I, I thought both guys were going to go out of the game. It was it was just tremendous. He's done a great job for us. Yeah, downhill with reckless abandon is the best way to describe him. An old college coach that I worked with at Iowa State, uh, uh, Jim Kreiner. I don't know if you remember the gym. Uh, yeah, he used to tell me that all the time. Well. Play with reckless abandon. <laughs> I coached his son at Boise State. Oh, did yeah, you Mark, really? Yeah, really? No, no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, he's, uh, he was a great player. He he was a guy like Quit. He played with his hair on fire. Yeah. No doubt about it. You love guys like that. And, you know, your defense was put in some – 
uh, without the benefit of um, uh, the sudden change thing. It, it, it was in a variety of ways the sudden change hit, but three possessions in the final seven when it could easily have been a, a runaway train, but you gave your offense chances to still win the game. Yeah, really proud of the guys. Um, as we know, there are no moral victories, uh, you know, in these games. Uh, it's a bottom line business. Uh, but proud of our guys who are going out. And, you know, we didn't start uh, the third quarter, obviously, the way we wanted to. And you give up two touchdown drives. But, you know, to stiffen your so- spine and you know, set your jaw and go out and, and get some, you know, some critical stops, you know, especially after the, you know, the turnover there. And they got a they got a short field, and you know going back to quit sack and knocking them out of field goal range. You know that was huge. And then a four minute deal. You know they're going to run the football, but you still got to line up and you got to play. And we got a bunch of hard nosed, uh, you know, tough football players and guys that care and uh, guys that love playing. You know for for the Chicago Bears and. Um, they represent the decal on their helmet, and they play for you know the name on the back of their jersey. And they play for one another, and they were determined to go out and, and give our guys you know one last chance. There's no easy way to play a great quarterback. I mean, you could have him bottled up, and you could look at the math, and they could they could be ripping him up there for all I know for missing receivers or just not putting together the kind of day in terms of completion percentage alone. But with a great quarterback, you almost have to play perfect football. Yeah, you you do, and uh, you know. Uh, as much Which as he's asking like to, a lot. No, no, he's uh, he's a phenomenal player, and obviously going to be a you know first ballot Hall of Famer. You know when that time comes, and um, he can he can make all the throws. But you know I thought our guys battled, and I thought our guys did a did a good job. You know against him, and you know forced him into some some bad situations. You know, and he got out a couple times on us, but always a always a huge challenge. You know when you face face Aaron Rodgers, and uh, as good as it gets, and. Uh, it's fun though. Our guys, our guys, you know, they love going against him and things like that. But he's a great player. The Bears Coaches Show with defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. This segment of Bears Coaches Show brought to you by CDW. People to get it. Learn more at CDW.com. Here with Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator. Uh, you mentioned in the last segment those two touchdown drives to start the second half. Would you say it was more to do with just tackling more than anything? Yeah, no doubt about it. And going into that game, you know, we were top three or four in the league. You yep. know, on 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 you know, not not you know, excuse me, missed tackle, tackles. no missed tackle, um, yeah. But uh, and then yards after after contact and those kind of things, and it was just uncharacteristic, you know, of our guys. And uh, you know, sometimes you wonder about the rules, this, that, and the other, and guys trying to avoid the helmet to helmet things. And I'm not making any excuses for our guys, but. Uh, you know, they made the plays and we didn't, but you can't give up big plays. And we had opportunities, you know, on, on the run, 21-yard touchdown run, we had a chance to get them on the ground. And we always say just get them on the ground and live to play another down, and they're not in till they're in. And, you know, the pass down the, the sideline. The play, yeah. Yeah, the pass down the sideline on third and four, uh, you know, just, just get them down. Get them on the ground right there, and, and they still got, you know, 30, 40 yards to go. So, uh, obviously something that we can improve on. Do you think it's a, a byproduct, though, at the same time? Cause you're right, there's not been a rash of that all season long. But at that point in the game, Aaron, the threat of Aaron, and God, he makes a couple plays, and now you're trying to do too much, maybe trying to strip, maybe just losing your technique and fundamentals because of who you're playing. Yeah, we, we talk about that all the time. 
and you know guys you know tend to press in certain situations and you know try to make a play try to you know an interception force get a ball out uh, instead of maybe wrapping a guy up guys are you know stripping yep. and, and punching to peanut punch at the ball and trying to trying to get the ball out and force a turnover give our give our offense a short field but you always go back to the fundamentals you go back to technique you go back to just doing your job you know and make them go the long hard way but when you beat yourself and you have penalties or you give up you know you give up big plays uh, usually the result is points so in the big picture though as you step back I know it's still a loss and all that but how they played Aaron and how they played his weapons were you overall pleased we we had some really really good yeah. snaps out there you know we had our moments where we didn't look uh you know like Chicago Bear defense is supposed to look uh didn't play to our standard but overall you know getting the team back was was huge you know he played lights out um he made you know he was an impact in there and there's a bunch of guys that that played really good football and like you said, the situational stuff, third down, you know, they were 33%. Fourth down, they were 33%. Um, end of half, you know, we get out of situations, end of half, the sudden change, we had to stop. You know, so there's a ton of positives, you know, that you can take away from, from that tape and a lot of good football, but always going to be stuff to clean up. What did you think you were going to get out of Akeem? Because only he knows and how he was going to get that first hit and, and he grimaced through some really looked to be painful moments. And then what you did get? Yeah, again, uh, the impactful plays. You know, you could you could feel them. Coach always talks about you know you could feel feel guys. Yeah. You could feel his presence. Um, he did a tremendous job. You know, uh, during his time away of, of rehabbing and taking care of himself, the conditioning part you're always worried about. You know, because you you can't uh, you can't replicate putting the pads on and playing a game. You know, in the gym, you just can't do it. Uh, but he did. He did a phenomenal job. P- probably played a few more snaps than than we what had anticipated. What do you anticip- wind up with? You know, I think thirty some. Thirty. You know, uh, but they were they were all quality. Um, wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, we don't. Nobody was. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, uh, it was it was great having him back and just the energy uh, and the passion and the fight and the toughness that he played with. Uh, the enthusiasm. You could tell. You could see it was like. A guy that didn't have football and a yeah. guy that loves football. When you really, saw his teammates really react to him no, too, missed, you know, and missed the game yeah. and play the way. There's a guy that's that's thankful and, and grateful for for being in the National Football Ball League and 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 loves the game the way that he loves it, and it's great having him back. Who benefited with his presence there? Other guys. I think everybody guys. does, especially you know the off the ball players, the linebackers. You know, you talk. You've been talking about quit, but the job that you know KPL's done, you know, in, in Roquan's absence, you know, that guy's sideline to sideline, and you know he's good versus the run. He's good in the, in the pass game, and you know he gets guys on the ground. He made some some really really good open field tackles, and uh, you know end the half end of game stuff. But uh, you know those guys always benefit because if you don't double that that guy, he's going to wreck the game. You know he's going to absolutely wreck the game, and we put him on the move some, and he, and he made some made some huge plays. Are there? Uh, I've been meaning to ask you this from time to time on these shows, but we always run out of time. But were there have there been any similarities, Coach, in Mac and Floyd versus what you had in Indy when you had Freeney and Mathis? Well, you know they're different only, players, all of them. Yeah, in a different different scheme and yeah, all that. Yeah. But uh, you know those two guys. Uh, Counted for a lot of sacks, you know, in Indy. Only had both of them for one year, and oh, Franey okay, was a little yeah. bit dinged up. 
uh, in 2012, the first year I was there. Had Mathis, obviously, for a few more years after that. But, um, you know, the traits are there. Uh, they, they High football character guys, guys that love the game, and obviously got the talent to come off the edge and, and wreak havoc and sack the quarterback. So uh, four really good football players that you just mentioned. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Back in the final segment, our Bears Coaches Show. We'll hear from Matt Nagy here in a moment here with Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator. Um, Are there any similarities in seasons for you to this one that you've experienced to this point? Expectations being what they were, you're not going to be able to go to the playoffs and how to finish. Yeah, I, you know, my first three years uh, in Indy, we won 11 games. Each of those years, we made the playoffs every year. Um, we advanced the AFC Championship, and so the expectations going into 2015 were off the charts. You know, we went out and made a couple acquisitions, and, you know, it was supposedly to, you know, get us to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. And so, you know, all the expectations were, were there. They were very, very similar. Um, but as you know and we all know, it's every season's different, you know, uh, they're all, you know, there's there's things that happen. You know, we lost our quarterback, you know, in 15 for nine games. We ended up, go, you know, going eight and eight. Um, but again, that group, you know, they stuck together like this group. They didn't point fingers. Um, they didn't play the blame game, uh, all that stuff. They just, uh, it was a very, very tight group, uh, just like this group. And uh, you just understand, you find out again that, um, you know, every season is different and things happen and, and guys go down with injuries. And, uh, you know, again, we lost, we lost, you know, luck for, for nine of those games. But, you know, Hasselbeck came in and went five and three as a 40-year-old backup. And then we had Charlie Whitehurst come in and he lasted about one quarter in Miami and Jeez. blew out his hamstring. And we ended up signing two guys off the street. Uh, you know, on a Tuesday and, and started them on Sunday versus the Titans and won a game to go eight and eight. So hmm. um, this group that we have here is, is, the, is the same mindset. Coach has done a great job with them. Um, they will fight and they will fight to the bitter end, you know, because they understand what it means to, to be a Chicago Bear. Will this be a week you have more conversation with Matt Nagy? You'll get this is almost a standard question when you face a team that somebody grew up with like uh, Matt did with Kansas City. But is that a natural thing, or do we've we already make started? Yeah, <laughs> so we don't make too much <laughs> no, out of it. No, no, we, they've, yeah. they've already started, and, and what an asset! Yes, um, that he will be. Obviously, Mark DeLeon uh, is going to be one heck of an asset for us. He knows uh, this team. They both know this team inside and out from just a personnel standpoint, X and O standpoint. So it'll be huge. What do we know about Patrick Mahomes and the boys? <laughs> yeah uh what everybody else sees yeah. he's a phenomenal player he's elite you know he's the uh, best of the best and he's got all the arm talent in the world and and he makes some off schedule throws that just just blow your mind and so uh and he's got a ton of talent uh around him you know Tyreek Hill's the most dynamic football player in the National Football League he's the fastest human being uh, on the planet According to Deshae Townsend, I guess he's recorded as oh, really? to, I don't know what what what, what old he was or what grade he was in and when he did it, but he's got a he's got a, a time where it said this is the fastest in the world, not North American continent. What's he the at? world. What's that? What's the number? I don't know. I'll find out. Yeah. Ask Deshae. Uh, wow. he, I said pull it up because when they were getting ready, he was at Tennessee and they were getting ready to play him, the Titans. Uh, he brought it up to his guys, but you know Watkins. I mean Kelsey. I mean it's Kelsey. it's it's all hands on. Kelsey's deck. a handful. Oh my god! Another one thousand yeah, yard no, season. No, great great player. 
And uh, so it's going to it's gonna take all 11 doing their job down after down after down. They're going to make some plays. They make plays on everybody. Uh, but it's one of those deals where you just got to keep swinging and try to get it you know, deep in the fourth quarter, find a way to win it. All right, well, good luck with your preparation this week. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us. That's going to do it for tonight's show for Bears head coach Matt Nagy and defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano along with our producers, uh, Jordan Treadup, Dan Barilli, and Keith Johnson. I'm Jeff Joniak. It'll be Bears-Chiefs Sunday night, 4 o'clock, the pregame, 7.20, the kickoff. That'll do it for tonight's show. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM.